one of the things that worries me about K-drama is because I, I love it, and I love it in a very innocent place in my heart, but my innocent place in my heart is completely unaware of social norms, and I, what I worry, I worry sometimes that I take enjoyment off of things that I shouldn't be enjoying because they're problematic, and this is an awesome Example of Example that. of that. Yeah. Welcome to What Are You Reading? <laughs> this is Master of Mediocrity here with Lieutenant of Literature, hey. and we are reading subtitles again. <laughs> this time for the show. Romance! What we were just talking about it is what it is a Korean drama. Yes. And we were just kind of discussing how us being American white ladies yeah. might create a little bit of a misunderstanding of what's going on in the show or what's considered appropriate yeah. norms if if it's stereotypical comedic mm-hmm. like what what are they getting at like what's the joke here are am I am I enjoying a fun piece of rom com or am I laughing at pervasive homophobia yes we don't know so well, we are kind of watching this with an innocent like it's just hoping for the best it's just you know they love each other no push sure. romance Romance is this lady who was brought into the world with a couple of truly idiotic parents and they are taken by a fake fortune teller and the fortune teller informs them that their son is going to have an amazing life and then later they're like it's a we're gonna have a daughter he's like oh no she's going to die young and like Instead of copping to the fact that he has no idea what he's doing, he just gets them to believe that if this child of theirs doesn't live their life as a man, then it's going to end badly for them. So they force their child into a different gender to save their life. (laughs) And that's kind of shitty in, like, when I say it like that. But in the show, it's done through such a ridiculous lens that you just aren't kind of... I didn't think about it the first time I watched it. Whenever I watched it, I totally thought it was just, like, the parents are naive mm-hmm. or they were definitely taken advantage of because, like, it's funny. I mean, being yeah. the outside of it, you can see the absurdity of it. Yes. Certainly when you see, like, that the character is really self-sufficient and mm-hmm. really competent. Strong. Very strong. Very, just yeah. a great, a pretty good character. Yeah. Even when they kind of step out of that expectation they're still like well-rounded and kind mm-hmm. of healthy which is yeah cool um the kid turned out all right yeah but very masculine as well uh, for obvious reasons but then there's like that joke because this character is confused about gender and where they fall on the spectrum obviously because like they've been raised male but then there's love interest who's also male yeah, and it it totally plays into the whole, like, oh, he really knew, you know, he yeah. was a she or whatever, which is right. also slightly, like, hmm, I, I don't know. Like, a couple of the episodes, I'm like, does he know? Like, I don't oh, think he knows. Because the character, 100% at the, like, you, you see the character struggling with that as well. Because they're like, I am really attracted to this person, but I am not gay. And then you see that conflict happening, and then you're like, oh, it's fine, you don't have to be gay to like this person, but, like, kind of, but he gender is a spectrum so and 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 sexuality is a spectrum and it becomes like well but if this character was actually male like your love was still valid and that's completely not this 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 k-drama is not that this k-drama is oh it all works out in the end but then she still wears pants because that's what she's comfortable with right (laughs) i mean so it's got it's it's conflicting i think it's older 
to... A little bit. It, it feels it's, like a 2000-something. And it's really kind of hard. Like, I don't know what social movements are happening in... in Taiwan. Taiwan. Okay, so it's, it's a test. Uh, Google bromance, and they t- give you the actual... Um, term. <laughs> term. Like, a bromance is... Yeah, yeah, it's a Taiwanese comedy that was released in 2015. So not that old, but yeah. also, and this is another example of people ship the actors so hard. Oh, like if you you can go on Google, I mean on YouTube, and find pictures of Megan Lai and Baron Shin, like being flirty at press conferences and stuff, and it is adorable, and it is like, yeah, they totally, yeah, I could see that, but also. Like, they're guys, people. they're people. Yeah, like, leave them alone. Also, alone. it's also China, so like, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that they're allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. China's hard. I don't like watching China dramas very often because it is sort of like, as an American, you have a lot of preconceptions about China. But moving on, this is not a politics podcast. This is no, but I'm gonna talk about Chinese dramas in another way. It's okay. been really interesting watching the Asian dramas and paying attention to the times of their releases mm-hmm. because Korean dramas, I think, knock it out of the park. Yes. Japanese dramas too. Mm-hmm. Thai dramas, I think, definitely come in like that second, third place. If I depending on how I want to rank the top two, mm-hmm. Chinese dramas have really come an interesting way, and I like watching them because I, you know, obviously, I think the TV that shows up in Asian countries from the United States are going to be different. Probably not the best TV that we're going to say relates to our cultures. Mm -hmm. Seeing what shows up in Chinese dramas is really entertaining and noticing like the, just the differences in cinematography and audio Mm -hmm. and just seeing that Chinese dramas really kind of fall behind in all of the other ones. Oh yeah. Um, to such an extent that I saw something from the early thousands and I was like, is this the seventies? Yeah. Oh, there's a, for the condition and, Quality. Netflix has a couple of great examples of, like, Meteor mm-hmm. Garden is a good one to look at specifically for the Chinese lens because their cultural acceptability is so much lower. Like, bromance, there's a scene where they make out on a fucking escalator for, like, 15 minutes, and it's fine. It's Taiwanese, though. That's not, like, mainland China. Mm-hmm. You go to the China Meteor Garden, which is a romance. They're making a fucking drama about a romance, Aaron, and they're not okay with most sexual things like yeah and then you look at the older k-dramas and like a kiss is a big deal you know yeah and then newer ones and then they're like like, full-on implication oh yeah yeah it's It's pretty it's pretty interesting the same with japanese one too right it's just yeah it's like a look in a more innocent world in some ways maybe yeah i don't know not more conservative innocent. world. Yeah, more conservative world. That's (laughs) better. We're getting into the politics part, but it's really just interesting just to see like the. uh, The differences in production value. Yes. Um, and, and money doesn't necessarily yeah. make things better because, like, that New York Garden one, for example, was really cold. Yeah. But I do, you know what I do like about the production value, greater production value, more money on that? Mm-hmm. Being able to hear the audio <laughs> over the cars driving in the background. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Valid. a sucker about that. <laughs> but thanks for joining us today. <laughs> Bye. Bye.